Blog Talk Radio. Girl, you see Marcus Wakisha the other day, trying to play like he ain't seen me. He know he got a crush on me. Right? Let's go. See you looking, posted on the wall. Say you like my sweat and how I walk with heels on. From your fresh fade to your white feet. Got me thinking about you walking with me. I can see it in your eyes that you are surprised. That you have never wanted me. And I won't approach you, cause I'm VIP. Welcome back, everybody, to Infinite Love Talk Radio. We are your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and you are here on Blog Talk, our most favorite place to be Saturday. That is at 5 p.m., and you know this man. And woman. No, I'm just kidding. We are here. We're ready to have some fun and spend the next hour with you guys. You can join in on the conversation, and you know that, anytime by calling us at 347-215-8305, Okay. Or you can go into our chat room and talk with us there. But please note, it's very difficult to type and talk and keep everything straight at the same time. Hey. So, <laughs> so the response may be a little bit delayed in the chat room, but we do see you, and we will try to respond as soon as possible. No question, baby. Now, this is a question that goes out to all of our listeners, so I hope that you're listening. Are you living your life to the fullest. I mean ask yourself because if you are not, then we suggest that you grab a paper and a pencil, and I'm going to take a 30-second break. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> grab a paper and a pencil and take some notes as we discuss some great ways and ideas that you may find helpful to live your life to the fullest. Yes, yes, and today that's exactly what we are discussing, living life to the fullest, changing your outlook on things, and being a positive force in a time that our world is in crisis. But before we go any further, we have to tell you guys we will be welcoming a very special guest to the show a little bit later on. So you know the drill. Stay tuned, and you can even chat with our guests by calling in 347-215-8305. You're going to be talking Infinite Love Talk Radio right here on Blog Talk, or you can jump into the chat room throughout our entire show. Now, how often do you find yourself complaining about, or you hear somebody else's complaints echoing, about how their life is just so boring. 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 <laughs> okay, well, guess what? I do, too. My husband does, too. And, you know, we get it all the time, and all we can say to people living in that state of mind is this. What is a dream you have? And if you could make it happen, what would it be? Mm. I mean, these are questions that we're asking these folks because, and, you know, I'm not saying that we're perfect and we don't sometimes feel that way as well, but you got to even ask yourself, what is a dream if you had it? and you could make it happen, what would it be, baby? Ooh, that's a good question right there. You got, Man, you kind of caught me off guard. I'm thinking if there was a dream that I had, and you got to, you know, sometimes I would say, baby, when you ask somebody a question like that, obviously mm-hmm. you think, you know, okay, maybe if I was rich or wealthy, or it might not be that. What about something like, if I was just ultimately healthy, how about that? I didn't have no no heart problems, no chest, no nothing. Those are the type of things that you might want to think about too. But that's a very good. Ooh, I'm 
That's right. And, you know, it's funny. I see the call lines lighting up. Go ahead and jump into the conversation anytime you guys want to. And tell us what you would, you know, what kind of dream would you make come true? Mine personally would be if I had a dream, I would dream for the world to be a better place. Mm. There's so much, you guys. There's so much pain and suffering going on. My husband and I watched a program. I hope you don't mind me sharing this, honey. Last night, pretty late last night, and it was about Darfur. And um, that's in Africa. And we did not understand, or I guess I could say I didn't understand at which the enormity of the suffering is really going on. They were talking about refugee camps and so on and so forth, and the journey on the show was to watch this family and what they had to go through to get food. They were at this refugee camp for weeks at a time with no food. They had to be registered in order to even get on the um, list to be able to receive food rations, and food rations was like a pound of sugar, a bag of salt, you know, some rice, and a couple bottles of water, and these people had three and four and five and six and seven children. So it really makes you appreciate, you know, how we have it over here and what we're doing. And, you know, we're giving people and we try to help as many people as we can. And I don't want to go off on a tangent about that. we got a show coming up, though, so stay tuned in April so we can talk about giving and helping. We try to do that a lot of times a year because that's really what it's all about. And, you know, I would have to say that my dream would be to try to help every person living on this earth, you know. And um, next we got... Set baby goals. We tell these people that's filling in that mindset about how boring their life is, set baby goals and reach them, and soon you will be reaching bigger ones. And finally, you will have realized things you never believed you could experience. Someday. No, no question. You, you're going to do things that right. if, if you can follow some of these, but uh, set your baby goals, you reach them. These are things that step by step they go and all of a sudden, it's like multiplication instead of addition. All of a sudden, things start happening in your life. You get a positive outlook. You wake up in the morning. You have more energy. You're just feeling good. It's just a beautiful thing. And uh, it, it might sound like something that, oh, yeah, I could do that. But if you just try it just for a week, set some baby goals each day, stuff that you can reach. And at the end of the day, when you check them off, you're just going to see that in the morning time, you're going to feel lighter and more happy, and you're going to see things start to move a lot better. Oh, most definitely. And then we got, we live once in life. You know, we share this with people a lot as well. We live once. And as we know it at this moment, and God has blessed us all with the ability to experience life, it is truly up to us to live it as fully as we can. Try not to complain. And when we decide that we don't want to reach for the moon, that's us making that decision. That's not life. So we got to stop blaming it on life. And, you know, we can be amongst the stars if we reach for the moon. Even if we miss, we're amongst the stars. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's an all-time quote because it is so, so true. And when uh, homeschooling the kids, these are the type of quotes that we try to put in them, and that's uh, our knowledge from us to them to live their life, and hopefully they pass that on as we're trying to pass it on to you as it's been passed on to us because if you make your goals and your uh, focus so high that if you miss it, yeah, everybody doesn't hit their goals all the time, but the fact that you try to focus on something so grand Mm -hmm. when you miss, you're amongst the stars, and you've already accomplished the thing that you thought was maybe never even possible. It's beautiful. That's right. And this show, again, is about living life to the fullest and being a positive force in a time when our world is in a crisis. And we got some news topics and everything to share with you guys later in the show. Again, we have a special guest that we're welcoming to the show. we got a lot of exciting things to cover in this 60 Minutes. 
and we just we want to tell you we appreciate you guys joining us again this week. We have some fabulous questions that's been sent in from you, our listeners. We got a bunch of great emails, and just the response has been fantastic. And then number four, we have no one is responsible to make you happy. It will have to come from within your own self if you truly want to experience living life to the fullest. Practice it each and every day. Face your fears and letting go of resentment and anger. It allows you to be free enough to experience the things with not just yourself but with others. So these are just different comments that I try to make and that my husband tries to make to people when they're feeling like, you know, my life is just not really – and this can apply to kids, this can apply to adults, pretty much whoever. If someone broke up and you know them and, you know, they're a good friend of yours and they're saying, I really need some advice, I've lost my mate, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing – Try to share some of these these things with them. Sometimes just bringing someone back to the focus of, you know, life is grander than that can help. No no question about it, baby. That is such a powerful one because uh, no one is responsible to That's make right. you happy. And it, all it is is your interpretation or the other ter- person's interpretation of a situation. And if you look at it as negative, then that is what it's going to spawn to be. But if you take the, the, the reins and the control and make yourself happy by saying, hey, you know, looking at the positive in the situation, you're going to find more times than not you're going to find yourself possible uh, in, a, in a positive situation. But, babe, mm-hmm. Will you give me an example of that last one for the people? Please, <laughs> I figured please, you would please. ask me that. An example would be, say, for instance, your mate is the outdoorsy type of person, okay. and you're not. Try still to experience that with them, and you will be very surprised at how energized you're going to feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband's an athlete. Everybody knows that, NBA basketball player, so on and so forth. He's in excellent shape, does a lot of fantastic things with his body that – I pretty much, you know, never challenged myself to do. And being with him has been a wonderful experience for me. And just learning how to, you know, push a little harder, go a little further. Now, I'm going to be honest, in our workouts, he still can be a monster and a beast when it comes to the treadmill and things like that. I just can't do it, y'all. But, you know, I'm going to be honest. But there's a lot of things that I have tried that I necessarily had not tried prior and it's just wonderful. He loves to do a lot of things that, you know, maybe I hadn't experienced before, and I love to do a lot of things he hadn't experienced before. We had a lot in common. We learned to love each other's um, uh, goals, or, or not goals, but when I'm, what's the word I'm looking for, baby? We, you know, um, things that he enjoys doing, mm-hmm. um, some of his hobbies, some of his uh, likes and dislikes. We, we get on the same page, and that's what you want to do with your mate or with your best friend. Whatever situation you find yourself in, if you're married, a lot of people complain to us, and they say, you guys have this great marriage. You know, how did you get it? Well, you know, with everything in life, you have to be open to experience, and you have to also be open to communicate. And we talk about that a lot on our radio show. For the new people, I see a lot of people in the chat room. Our show covers everything across the gamut as far as relationships, marriage, communication, development, breakups, pretty much everything under the sun. We're all about helping people and encouraging people and inspiring people. That is what, see, you guys, that's why I love that woman, because she says it and she she lives it, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. And I hope that to all the new people who are listening to our show, I hope truly that you come back, because we're going to have a lot of exciting things as we go forward in this new year, and uh, it's a new time. That's why this show is about living life to the fullest, changing your outlook on things, and being a positive force at a time when our world is in a crisis. That's right. Now, honey, it's your turn. you got to share a few ideas of what you feel living life to the fullest is all about. 
No question, baby. I can sure do that. Now, number one, when we talk about trying to make something positive and changing, my number one thing is is about positivity. And I say pray for all the people that you love tonight. And then tomorrow, get up and call them. And if you don't want to have a long conversation, that's fine. Just call them and say, I love you. Click. I just wanted to say <laughs> that I love you. And spread the love because oh, that's yeah. what it's about. And you want to be able to say that because in your heart you may feel it, but sometimes we don't say it. So you want to be able to spread that love number two babe is one that you kind of touched on but i wanted to touch on it again was face your fears and if you if you want to skydive bungee jump i I don't recommend that but if you (laughs) want to do that great if you've ever seen the movie and my wife and i have it's called the the bucket list it's a great movie morgan freeman and uh jack nicholson and it's it's kind of about that that is what they're talking about they're both about to pass away so they think and they make this list of kicking the bucket and these are some of the biggest things in their life that they ever wanted to do and fears that they wanted to face and it's a, it's a fantastic movie but that's my number two is along those lines is facing some of the fears that you have number three i would say donate now i'm not talking money when i'm talking about donating i'm talking about donating some of your time because time is so precious and people will truly truly appreciate it whether you go to a retirement home whether you spend some time with your nephews or how about spending some quality time with your child and saying you know what put everything down let's go outside for a few minutes take a walk throw the ball talk whatever it is these are the things that you can donate his time instead of money because wouldn't you say baby time is even a more precious commodity than money at these times oh i would most definitely have to say that honey everything you're saying i couldn't say it even better i mean it's Everybody, listen, we cannot stress enough that even though we turn the TV on, I'm a, I used to be an avid TV watcher, but now when you turn on the television, you're watching CNN, you're watching different shows, which is a fabulous show, by the way, and everything is about the suffering, the pain, what's happening, um, our economy, AIG, you know, giving out big bonuses and all the different things. Where's the positivity? Where the positivity is within you. The positivity is in the fact that we're living and we're able to see and hear and breathe. The fact that we can help somebody. There's so much positive, and we just want to make sure that we're highlighting that on our show. And you can come check it out every Saturday at 5 o'clock, and we're going to try to be as positive as we possibly can. But my husband is right. Time is so important. And, you know, a lot of times people complain, I don't have enough time in the day to get everything I want to get done done. I go to work, and then I come home, and i got to cook dinner. I have the kids, or, you know, school is out. i got to help with the kids' school homework. All you have to do is prioritize. No one is making you do certain things that you're doing. If you go to work and you go to work from Monday to Friday and you work eight hours a day, tell yourself, when I get home, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to just unwind for myself. Maybe if you have a family, you set it up to where everybody's taking turns. Maybe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, your day to do homework with the kids and Monday and Wednesdays is your husband's or your mate. If you're not in a relationship and say you live with your mom, for example, you know, our family's a real close-knit family, so we've always stayed with our mom on and off. I'm married now, but, I mean, you know, there's so many different ways. All you have to do is make lists, prioritize, make a schedule, and then live by it, and everybody can then feel fulfilled. So time is precious. Definitely take care of it. And, babe, my number four and last is every day for one week, just write down 
five positive things that are in your life. And some people may say, oh, that's hard because everything. Well, if you have a job, that's a positive thing. Even if you don't like your job, the fact that the Lord lets you breathe every day and that you can see, these are things that you can write down. And you accumulate a list at the end of the week that you can sit down and look at all the positive things in your life. And that is what's going to carry you forward to that next week in a positive mindset. Please give it a try. Oh, most definitely. And you know what, you guys, this show, like we said again, it is about living life to the fullest and being a positive force. Here's a couple of tips real quick on being that. You know, forgive and forget. Make sure. I know it's hard. I know some people will be like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, they messed up, blah, 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 blah. Just forgive. Open your heart. If we start here right now on this show forgiving for a lot of things that other people do, because to be honest with you, everything is done out of love. We're all human beings. Some people make mistakes. Some people do it intentionally. But if you forgive, you're teaching them something. You're showing them something. You're showing them how to forgive as well. And just forget about it. Don't carry that burden with you. Next, compromise. Your way may be right, their way may be right, your way may be faster or better, vice versa. Compromise so you guys reach a happy ground in whatever you do, whether it be in line. A lot of times I do errands, and if I'm standing in a line at the grocery store and someone comes up with a small amount of food and I have a big basket full and they're looking at me kind of funny like, why are you you in (laughs) line? You know, we walked up at the same time, for example. Compromise. Okay, well, you know what? You have a small amount. You go ahead and jump in in front of me. But if they, you know, compromised with you, the same thing they would do. Well, you know, I'm not really in a rush, and it looks like you have a lot of stuff, and you look like you're sweating and you're tired and you got pressure on you. Go yeah, ahead and go uh, in front of me. So compromise. The last one is communicate, and I'll let you take that one. Uh, that has got to be the biggest grand boo-boo daddy of them all. Communication is so big because a lot of the times when, when you're looking at a, a positive or a negative situation, the difference in viewing it as positive or negative is the communication. Because, right. like my wife said, everything comes from love. So from the standpoint that somebody's trying to do something loving, but you view it because maybe you're irritated or different things, you view it as a negative thing, there's a little bit of lack of communication that's, that's failing right there. And if you had that communication, you would stay on that right path that you want to be on. So communicate with your spouse, with your co-workers, if you're on a team with your teammates, uh, and it, it's a big, big part of life that we just have to try to grasp the communication. Oh, most definitely, most definitely, and you know what, you guys, once again, it's your life, so do your best to live it to the fullest. We live by this quote, stand for something or fall for anything. Again, that's stand for something or fall for anything. That is right, baby. And now we're going to move into the headlines. And in today's top news and headlines... Obama welcomes France back to the NATO command after 43 years of hiatus. Oh, my goodness. President Barack Obama welcomed France back to NATO's military command after a 43-year absence, saying full participation by the European nation will lead to a stronger alliance and a stronger Europe. I enthusiastically welcome the decision made by the French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, to fully reiterate, reintegrate, excuse me, France into the NATO alliance. Obama said in a statement emailed to the reporters, the president scheduled to attend his first North Atlantic Treaty Organization Summit next month. He said the alliance has been the cornerstone of transatlantic security for the past 60 years. So that is fantastic news that France is back in the NATO alliance. No question, baby. NATO, let's get it mm-hmm. going. In the news also, we have Detroit Lions 
are going to retire Corey Smith, number 93. The Detroit Lions are retiring number 93 jersey for an upcoming season in memory of defensive lineman Corey Smith, who disappeared when a boat capsized off the Florida coast. Smith, a free agent who played the past three seasons with Detroit, is one of the three men who went off missing uh, in the Gulf Coast after their 21-foot fishing boat capsized in rough seas three weeks three weeks ago. Uh, Mr. Duncan of the Lions front office announced the one-year retirement of Smith's jersey uh, at a memorial service Saturday in Smith's hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Several hundred mourners, including Smith's former teammates from the NFL, North Carolina State, and high school teammates were also at the service. Smith's high school coach, Kevin Burden, says that he prays for the guardian angel who wears number 93. God bless Corey Smith. And now we'll pay a tribute to Natasha Richardson, star of screen and stage who died this week at the tender age of 45. Born in the shadow of her Oscar-winning mother, Vanessa Redgrave, and married for 14 years to Oscar-nominated Irish actor Liam Nielsen. Natasha Richardson once joked to people, I've spent half of my life trying to get away from being Vanessa Redgrave's daughter, and now I've got to get away from being Liam Nielsen's wife. Mm. But Richardson, whose family announced her death Wednesday after a ski accident that resulted in severe brain trauma, was far from an also was far. Um, it, it's just it's a it's a sad thing. I don't want to you know drag it on. It's been in the news, and our hearts and prayers go out to Natasha. No question about it. Skiing, all those things, make sure that you're wearing a helmet when you're doing all of that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, most definitely, honey. That's right. And now um, we would like to also let you guys know again, we will be welcoming a a guest later in the show. As soon as she arrives, we will be announcing her. And see, I gave you a hint. I said it's a she. So (laughs) be tuning in for that. And um, we're going to jump right on in. You know um, how we do it. If you guys are joining us for a while, then you know that we open our love and romance section with a poem or spoken word every week, right? And this week is no different. My husband will be doing the honors for that. Uh, I'm supposed to have a spoken word ready? Oh, my bad. Okay. (laughs) I got one for you guys. And it is entitled Family, Where You At? Family, as Webster defines, parents and their children, relatives, all descended from a common ancestry. Well, then, that makes us all one in the eyes of the father and son. But we work more on the term enemy, you see, defined as one who hates and wishes to injure another. Sound familiar? That's right, sister. Brother and sister, plans so sinister, diabolical and underhanded, every day disgusted by man. We need love, family love, grassroots, back to the family. Where do we go wrong? The roots no longer strong, mommy or daddy gone, children home, all alone. They say if you're unsupervised, you create your own way. It takes a village to raise one, so it will take the world to raise us all. Hold your son, hug your daughter, and love your spouse. Ads tell us it's not cool. Be single and mingle. But if you're out studying a child or bearing a child, don't you owe them or have love you want to show them? Family, you scoff. I don't want to be with him or marry her, but it was fine when you was out screwing them. Please 
see, forgive me if my tongue gets a wee bit sharp. I don't want to harp or preach, just reach and teach. I'm going off each one teach one or each one reach one. We need each other like food and water. When we fight, just look at how things falter. For real, these choices are just that, for real. For God's sakes, AIDS is growing, although it's not showing. Suicide is up, the list goes on. Don't want to play yourself or family. I ask, are you going to be where the roots stop and the tree dies? Whole life built on lies or tend to your family like a garden, knowing two and five will eventually see the prison warden. So water them with knowledge and examples, picking the weeds that will surely grow, reaping the harvest, tilling the ground, protecting them as they rise. Ask yourself and realize you can lie to them, but you can't lie to yourself. Understand that true wealth and riches has but one name, and that's family. Where are you at? Beautiful, 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 you guys. I just now, you see why I love this man. I was a oh, beautiful don't be stealing my lies. Don't steal my lies. <laughs> and um, guess what? With no further ado, we would like to welcome a very special guest to the show. As we talked about, her name is Carmen Bacar. And she is best known as the original member of the Grammy-nominated and multi-platinum music group Pussycat Dolls. She was asked to sing the U.S. National Anthem at this year's WBC Championship Boxing Match. Carmet and the Dolls had chart-topping hit singles, including Don't Ya, Buttons, and Stick With Ya. Their debut album, PCD, 2005, sold almost 7 million copies and spawned a phenomenon. Carmen was also featured wow. with the Dolls in several episodes of the CW's hit reality show, The Pussycat Dolls Presents, The Search for the Next Doll. She continues to serve as a smile ambassador to the Operation Smile and expand her own charity project, Smile With Me. Hey, Carmen, are you with us? I am. Hello, Doug and Jackie. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. We are great. Thank you very much. We are glad you uh. could join us. It's an honor to be here, and let me just first start by saying uh, my name is pronounced Carmeet. Carmeet. You hear that? Carmeet. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I got it's it. I got it. It's a beautiful name, and we were like, is it French? We can't. How do you say it? So thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> great. All good. Well, I just want to say, first off, I think it's really great what you guys are doing, and the programming is just wonderful and, and just so educational and informational and just all, of, all around a really positive thing that you're doing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. We got so many, when we put it out, (laughs) our audience wants to know so much. So I got to ask these questions. And and first and foremost, one thing that they wanted to know and we wanted to know is your charity project, Smile With Me. Can you tell us a little bit about that, what's happening with that? Yes. You know, uh, Smile, I call it Project Smile With Me, which I developed about two years ago. And uh, it's a, it's, it's geared towards children that are born with cleft lip and cleft palate, as I was. And it's basically the way that I wanted to give back and reach reach out is the way that I was so fortunate in, in having my, my inner spirit and my inner beauty revealed through the arts. So what I do is I basically um, put on sort of art and creative activities for the children, and I go out and basically em- embellish on my ambassadorship to Operation Smile. Have you heard of Operation Smile? Yes, no. definitely. Oh, I've heard of it, and they go they help a lot of kids from different places and, and refugees mm-hmm. and different 
different um, children suffering from the palate problem. Yes. Yeah, they're they're an incredible organization. They've been in operation for over 25 years, and they go out and repair the surgery. Uh, you know, it takes about 45 minutes and a total cost of $240, which changes a child's life forever. So they've been making an impact for such a long time, and uh, I've always donated to them. And then when, you know, I gained some status with the Pussycat Dolls, they asked me to be an ambassador, and I thought it was just a perfect match because I'm basically a spokesperson, you know, for that. Um, so, yeah, so I basically take my Project Smile With Me out on the road with their missions, and while the kids are going through screen, the screening process, which isn't so fun, can be a little nerve-wracking for the families who traveled for, you know, days to get there just to be considered for the surgery, you know, it just puts smiles on their faces, and the whole experience is just, you know, rewarding beyond words. So I'm, I'm just honored to be able to get out there and do field work, you know. Well, that's beautiful. Do you have a website that our listeners can go to? With, for your I, I, you know, I do actually. Um, I have a myspace.com, which is slash the one and only Carmeet. I have a couple of fan sites. I think it's carmeetforfans.net, which they are so good at keeping up on every little detail. I mean, <laughs> literally, I can't, I can't keep up as well as they do, but so I'm grateful for them. And then um, I have uh, one that's actually myspace.com. It's uh, slash smile with Carmeet. And that kind of gives you some pictures and blogs of when I went on my last mission to Bolivia. And then there's also a, uh, something that you can click on, a link that you can click on that you can donate directly to Operation Smile. But what I wanted to let everybody know is that right now I'm working on an ebook with uh, my beautiful spiritual clairvoyant mentor, and it's called Be the Star That You Are. And her and I are going on the next mission to Peru in May, and basically the proceeds from this book will be going towards our mission. So I invite everyone to go check her out as well. She's at empoweringjourneys.com, and then there's a link at the top that says Be the Star, and there's where you can pre-purchase the book. It's going to be in April. Okay, pre-purchase. Perfect. And we're going to make sure we post this to the website as well so everybody can go there. As you guys heard, they're going to Peru in May. That is beautiful. What you're doing is beautiful. I think it's fantastic. And, you know, looking at your pictures, you would never know you you even, you know, experienced that yourself because you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I think that, you know, uh, it's, been, it's been really interesting. I mean, my whole journey just my parents were in the entertainment industry, so I kind of grew up in that. And, you know, when you're young, you, you never realize you're different until some kid points it out, you know, and then you become, you go through this whole process of learning yourself. And I think I'm thankful for what I went through because it made me a stronger person and it built my character, you know, right off the bat. And it really gave me a sense of who I am as a performer, too, and I know that I'm passionate about what I do, and I love what I do, so I really pursued that, and I'm, I, it's, I'm proof that your dreams can come true. So when I'm out on the road, when we were out on the road, when I was out on the road with the dolls, um, I specifically always made it a point to say, you know, maybe people didn't know that I was born cleft lip or cleft palate, and, and, but 
I grew up thinking I was different, but everybody in some form or fashion has something that they're going through that makes them feel maybe different or, you know, not special, and you learn to embrace those differences and, and learn that that's what makes you unique and that is what makes you special. So um, it's, been, it's been a wonderful journey, I have to say, and I'm so glad that I can incorporate all of my, you know, philanthropic, you know, uh, efforts that I love so much. You know, it goes alongside with being a pop star, too. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And seven selling 7 million. I mean, you guys, did you hear that? 7 million. That is just unheard of. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that, that, was my, that was my next question. <laughs> oh I just God. had to ask because, you know, you talk about yeah. big accomplishments. You talk about pop stars, all this different stuff. But when you go platinum, great, fantastic, awesome, okay, we're, we're doing things. But when you go six, seven times, how did you feel? I think. You know, it's so funny. I mean, that really honestly was such a whirlwind. You know, I'm an original member of the Dolls, and we started real underground, and it was very burlesque-inspired. And then, you know, uh, long story short, you know, we signed with Interscope Records. I had been choreographing for No Doubt at the time, and that's how I met Jimmy Iovine. And he was like, what do you do? I said, I'm a pussycat doll. He's like, what the hell is that? You know? <laughs> 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 and then he, he got, we had done Maxim, and we were on the cover of Maxim, and he got the, the magazine, and he rolled it up and put it in his back pocket, and he was walking around, it was Grammy weekend, and so he, you know, he, he, so finally Gwen did the show, and when he came and saw the whole group, he, he really loved the concept, he decided to turn it into a pop group, which all the girls were sort of new in the, in the, uh, the actual recording group that you see, and I was the only original member. So it was an interesting journey. I had a blast, and I learned so much from that. I think that it was just a whole other chapter to the Pussycat Dolls. And, and so in essence, even though the success, you know, internationally happened overnight, it really, it, you know, the Dolls had a history. I mean, we, uh, you know, before we got the record deal, we've been eight years in the making, you know. So, oh, my God. Who, yeah, I, I want to know: Do we accredit you? Because some some things come up with fantastic names that just go. Yeah, and the Pussycat Dolls is a catchy name. Did you come up with that? No, I didn't. I didn't. I think it was a combination of a couple of different people. But um, yeah, it is a pretty catchy name, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, wow, we, who is that? Yeah, it it, it caused us a little uh, controversy. In but now it's 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 doing good, you know. It's a good brand, so it was fun. I had I had a great time with the group, you know. As as everything is, it's a relationship, and there were six women, so you can imagine we had our good times and bad times. And I think uh, for me, I'd been in the group quite some time, and it was just, you know, a matter of. In my life and where I was, it was time to move on and grow and evolve, you know. And uh, and I had a lot of other projects on my on my desk that I was working on and just you know <laughs> got ants in my pants and so I kind of made the move and people were like, "Whoa, that's bold, that's brave," and how could you be leaving you know this big multi platinum group? And I think one of the most important things as an artist is to really honor yourself. And, and acknowledge when you're in a place where you feel stifled creatively, it's time to move on because it's easy to get comfortable in situations, but, you know, you got to continue to grow, and that's what, you know, people want to see you do, and that's what everybody should do just in their life in general. So um, that's a common question that I get. 
why'd you leave the group, you know? <laughs> my my wife and, the, and her synergy in the show is just amazing because today's show is about living your life to the fullest, changing the outlook on things and being a positive force. And we can see that so many from uh, your charity being a positive force, uh, changing and going a different direction when people probably thought that you were crazy. All of that is, is so touching and awesome, too. I, I know our listeners because we were talking about different things of that you can do to really positive, uh, positively infect the, affect the world. And some of the things that you've done have really, really done some good things, as we can see. That's right. Thank and we you want to so know much. what's some more projects that you have going on right now, Carmen. Kind of? Well, I uh, one the reason why also at the time specifically that I left the group um, and transitioned a development deal with uh, with Interscope and Jimmy uh, for this project that I've uh, co-produced and co-created for over six years. It's called the Zodiac Show, and uh, I I co co-create it and produce it with my partner, Lee Cherry, and some of my really incredible creative friends. And it's just been a passion project. Uh, we started off a long time ago doing after-hour parties, and we'd end up having huge jam sessions with everybody from musicians to spoken word to dancers to, you know, fire, you know, dancers, aerialists. I mean, it was a spectacle that we went, well, geez, people would really, really enjoy this, like as a full-blown production, like a show. And so we started doing that, and we just built this underground following. It was sort of like the hub of L.A., because there's nothing else like it out here. And um, so I basically got a development deal with Jimmy. We wanted to develop it into a TV show, which... You know, uh, we're still sort of pursuing that, but I think it's more of a live stage show. So uh, we're just keeping it going in that realm. You can always check it out on YouTube on The Zodiac Show. And uh, we also have a, a website, thezodiacshow.com. And you can see all the exciting stuff. And, and when I was in The Dolls, I wasn't able to obviously perform in it because I was exclusive. But this past show in September that we did, I performed in it. And um, it was really it was really fun to do something completely different and something that a lot of my fans hadn't seen me do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, I think that my wife might want to jump in on that show. You think you guys could get her in? <laughs> Stop it. He's sitting oh, with you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, definitely. It's it's really avant-garde and there's something for everyone and you know, you'd be surprised like all walks of of talent come out to play and it's it's just about freedom of expression. And and no boundaries. In fact, one of our one of our zodiacers who we call Zodiac Family uh, people are on American Idol. It's Adam Lambert. He's in the top twelve right now, and I think he's a contender to win. He's just blowing everybody away. I mean, so we're really excited for him. <laughs> that is awesome. We're gonna check that out for sure. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think, I think you've got a lot of great things going on, and and people are getting to see a different yeah. side of you because they're like, oh my God, this mega pop star. She's beautiful. She's doing this and doing that. And for you to just open up like this, we really truly appreciate it. And um, we're gonna definitely put the word out there too about your book that's on that site that you guys are working on, so we can get everybody yeah. to go and get it. Yeah, so the next wave, of course, for me, which has been pretty crazy because, you know, I had all these other things that I was doing, and then my fans were like, well, what, are you doing another record? What's happening? You know, they want more music. So now I've started to work on my record, which has been an incredible experience uh, to do my solo project, just to reach out to all my peers and people that I admire, I respect, 
and and work in an organic situation, which is, you know, pretty different from what my experience was with the pussycat dolls. Um, you know, just truly be in the studio with people that are passionate about making music and love what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I've got some interesting stuff in the works, and I'll definitely be releasing an album this year. So oh, I might. Most likely will be overseas. I'm not sure what what um, what the U.S. is like. It's you know the market's kind of funny now, and, and the industry is going through such a transition. It's it's difficult um, for artists nowadays, unfortunately. But um, I'm going to go ahead and do an album and release it overseas, and we'll see if it comes out here. <laughs> okay, fantastic. I think you should uh-huh. definitely because you're an extreme talent. Everybody, that's Carmen Bacar. We want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We could keep you on the whole time. We're going to jump into sports right after, but thank you, and please come on again. Thank you so much. Have a great one, Doug and Jackie. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. And we are going to take everybody into the world of sports from one thing to the next. We're going to keep it moving. And one and only, Wizzle, are you out there in the land of blog talk for me? Oh, my black suffering, man. I can't believe it. I'm taking a hurting, y'all. I'm taking a hurting. You're getting beat. The Brackets March Madness is in the house, and the Wizzle started out, and he was number one on ESPN. I just want everybody to know that he signed up for the bracket. And it sounds like, Wizzle, you are taking a bit of a beating. What do we got out there uh, for the people today in some of these games that have been going uh, going on? Well, obviously, uh, there's the games that you would figure that team would take care of. North Carolina went ahead and took care of their business. Uh, there was a heartbreaker down in, in Portland earlier where UW lost by one point to a very, oh. very new team. Yes, that does hurt. Uh, there was a, a very, very uh, good win for Villanova, who are surprisingly athletic and well-coached, and they executed a game plan against uh, an uh, uh, overwhelmed UCLA club. So uh, those were some key ones that stick out in my mind today. Uh, really, really some tough tough losses, but some good basketball overall. And I think that uh, everybody's playing with uh, in inspired uh, heights because of uh, maybe the knocks against them or, or abilities thinking that they don't have. You know what I mean? So it's some good stuff going on. Two of these later games, Wizzle, that we got uh, Texas and Duke. Who do you got in that one? My bracket says Texas. I'm going Texas. I'm looking for Texas to go ahead and then put the hammer down. They got uh, another good senior that doesn't get a, a lot of credit over there in Texas who shoots that three ball pretty well. And, uh, you know, due to the fact that I'm not going to pump him up, he's a very good player, and uh, I like the way he handles the business. And I think right now they're up a little bit, so uh, I, I got them in my bracket. I hope they handle their business. Okay, what about that uh, Western Kentucky who uh, upset the Illinois fighting the Lionai? They will be heading up against the Gonzaga Bulldogs uh, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, who do you got there? It's going to be another great one. My bracket says Gonzaga. I'm going with Gonzaga to win it all. You know, you probably uh, had that slated to ask me later, but, hey, that's a team that I think they're very surprising. Uh, we were down at the retirement for Doug Christie uh, for the West Coast Conference, which was very nice in Las Vegas, and we had the opportunity to see them firsthand. And I really think they got a lot of talent, and they play well. So uh, they can pose some matchup problems. 
Well, Wizzle, I, I know we got tomorrow still. I, I mean, this isn't done. Every we got some Sweet 16 teams going on here. But I just want to get your final four. Who do you got going to Detroit April 4th, matching up before the April 6th National Championship game? The final four. Got to go. Villanova, because they obviously took out my UCLA squad. I'm going with Louisville to come out. I know a lot of teams have them up there, but we are going to go with Louisville to place in the Final Four, as well as Gonzaga, if I didn't say Gonzaga. I expect Gonzaga to be in there. And my final team, believe it or not, UConn. Ooh, UConn, I can't believe the the Washington Huskies go down. Of course, I, I, I you know, I'm on the radio, so I'm handling business. I didn't get to see that one, a heartbreaker. I felt it. That's, that might be why it started raining up here in Seattle, because all of a sudden the Huskies go down. But, you know, March Madness Whistle brings out so much as far as basketball goes. I, I mean, this is the time for basketball, and, and we can't talk about the men without talking about the ladies and I think that uh, it, it would be easy to say this might be a runaway. I could be wrong, but uh, you got the UConn ladies at 33-0. and 0. Would you say that they're going to wrap it up, or is there a team out there that you might think that can upset those UConn Huskies? Well, obviously this is a time of year where uh, obviously you got to catch UConn on a bad day, but uh, they have probably the best player in the country, and ladies and gentlemen, she's just a sophomore. She's an absolute terror out there in the court in terms of uh, – implementing her game, and she does not play like a female, which is, I think, her selling point. Uh, she's really tough, and I think she's a big key in those 33 wins. So I do look for them to handle business. And uh, But, hey, things can happen if you catch them on a bad day. You, no question. That that's going to be it. Somebody's going to have to catch them uh, when when they just woke up on one of those early morning games because the UConn. It looks like they may run around, run away with it. Villanova, Louisville, Gonzaga, Connecticut. Watch your brackets, everybody, because the Whistle has forecasted. I think he rubbed his his crystal ball. I will see about that, and I'll, I'll wait until uh, next week to give you my final four as I watch some of those teams get eliminated. But. Some NBA news. We got a couple injuries, Wizzle, and I, there, there's a question. I'm, I'm going to start off with the question, actually, because when you talk about uh, the March Madness, we got teams that, you know, a couple of them, probably some of them in the NIT final, Notre Dame, Florida, Baylor, they could have made this final 64, 65, but they didn't. So now you got some that, that have a little bit of gripe. But one gripe that I want to say, when we talk about the NBA, now uh, MBN has my blog, I posted it, and it talks about the top 16 teams in the NBA record. Doesn't matter if all of them are from the Western Conference or all of them are from the Eastern Conference. What about the top 16 making the playoffs instead of eight from the East and eight from the West? What, what do you think about that? Well, I think that it would definitely make uh, NBA basketball more competitive because uh, I think night in and night out you, you have a, 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 a sense of urgency to go ahead and handle your business. And uh, you know, I'm sure there are nights when when you were playing and you'd be, you know, maybe it's a team where, say, Golden State, you know, maybe back in the day, they're going to play you guys real tough, but you know what's going to happen in the end. And maybe you don't have to be on the, on your toes and you don't have personal goals in terms of we want to try to get 72 wins and all those type of things. We know we're going to be a playoff team and all that type of stuff. So I do think that it would eliminate the cruise factor, if, if, if you understand what I'm saying, in the NBA. Oh, yeah. 
think it would be really nice for everybody to go full bore and just to see what it would do. I would love it. I think it would be awesome because a lot of the times, and unfortunately I'm not taking a crack against the Eastern Conference, but it has been the Eastern Conference that has been down the past, uh, you know, eight or nine years. And it's looking like a lot of, you know, a few of the teams in the past couple of years would make the playoffs and they would be like sub-500 teams. And then you look at some of the, the Western Conference teams and, you know, all eight of the teams had like 50 wins. And then, you know, the last couple had like 45, 48 wins and they didn't make the playoffs. But they they were very, very good teams. And you, you see this in baseball because they have cross conferences in the National League and the American League. So, you know, Los Angeles could be playing Boston in the playoffs. It's not really your east-west. And then all of a sudden you can end up, and, and football does it too, you can end up in the Super Bowl with two teams that are kind of from the same area or New York and New York met up in the, the Subway Series uh, in, in baseball a few years back. And I just think that it would be so good for basketball because all of a sudden you would see the best of the best in the playoffs and those first round games would be for real oh without a doubt and definitely the, the level and the brand of basketball that the nba would put out uh i think it would really really be heightened uh i think they put plays you know obviously the the sense of urgency and the effort i think players would would really really approach it differently the numbers would be higher or if it's going to be lower it's going to be from some serious defense being played and and really new concepts in the game being elevated to new levels. So I think that's something that could seriously be looked at, and uh, they should head up the committee. Hey, no question. Commissioner Stern, give me a call, <laughs> 347-215-8305. Anytime, Commissioner Stern, the lines are open. Wizzle, Phoenix, Leonardo Barbosa, left knee, bone contusion, out three weeks. Phoenix doesn't make the playoffs. Is that what that says? Because that's what it says to me. Um, I don't think they would have made the playoffs if he was playing, but I think that's much. <laughs> and I'm not saying it like that, but like you just stated, you have to be pretty much about a right, what, what, 46, 47 yeah. win team in the West to ensure that you're going to go to the playoffs. And unless you're around that, it's kind of late right now. Unless you're looking at a good 12 game run where you're going to put some some put some work in, and that that just doesn't happen in the West because. Like you said, it is a lot of parity. It's really tough. And uh, pretty much uh, it, the West was built off of the Lakers with uh, Kobe and Shaq and, and people trying to stop that thing and people trying to stop San Antonio's thing. So, you know, there's just been powerhouses, and, and this is the leftovers right now. It's really tough out here, and uh, it would have been tough anyway. No question, and that's why I say, uh, Steve Kerr, Phoenix, you, you guys should have kept the team that you had because right now that high-powered running team would run some teams right out of the gym, and it would probably be oh, your yeah. best chance for a championship. Houston, Carl Landry shot in the leg on a botched robbery attempt. Whistle, uh, he's out two to three weeks. God bless him because he saved his life. Uh, what do they do without him? Because he was a, a big clog. Do you think that this might be a blessing in disguise and some other people get some run because he's out for a couple weeks? Well, obviously that, and I, I think that there was a tone set in their practice where uh, obviously – uh, every player that comes in pretty much, it seems, off of their bench contributes. So, um, obviously, there will be somebody ready to contribute. Uh, I think Adelman is, is keeping those guys hungry for minutes, and that's probably the most important thing as a player is want to play. And it's not to expect to play, but if you really want to and to take advantage of your time. And 
and it really looks like they do that when they get out there on the court. So uh, I think that they'll be okay, and he'll be welcomed when he comes back. No question. Uh, Detroit, AI, back pain, uh, the return, I don't know if it's unlikely or not, but the quote said by the coach, uh, when he was asked about uh, AI's return, whether he would not come back at all this year, his quote was, that ain't my call, and quite frankly, it's over my pay grade. What does that say to you, Wizzle? Well, um, it's what? obviously something that the coach doesn't want to touch, and that's a smart move. It was diplomatic. He walked around it, and I think that was pretty good. I would have been like, next question, too. Uh, obviously, they've been doing well without him. I think that uh, AI knows that. And, uh, you know, maybe just personally, I just think it's a time to reflect upon himself and his talents because, you know, there's no reason for him and the talent that he has to not put be the missing link to pretty much any team in the NBA. He should be able to apply himself with the type of tools that he has. So uh, I think it's a time for him to reflect upon uh, what he needs to do to contribute because it seems like, you know, through the past and the history of the game, everybody had to implement little things to their game to become a player that have to do, you know, the things that he he feels like he needs to do. So uh, I just think that he needs to reflect a little bit. Uh, I haven't seen him put up 14 or 16 assists this year. It was really impressive to see Rip put it up. And in no way, shape, or form is it a knock against Allen Iverson, but I'm just saying, if Steve Nash can go out and get back-to-back and put up the numbers he can, he is not Allen Iverson. We're talking about getting it going from just a half. I mean, he could pretty much set up a, a team for one half and take over the next half. So I just think he needs to reflect upon what he wants to do and how much he wants it because he definitely has the talent to take advantage of it. Wow, that is hot. i got a question for you guys. They want to know, between you and Tyrone. Who's they? The, the people. We'd oh, like okay. to know. Okay. Our guests, our, our lovely listeners, wants to know, who is the best between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant? And they said your honest opinion would be appreciated. Oh, honest? <laughs> Wizzle, would you like to get honest, please? I mean, I don't have any problem being honest. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> not everybody, they make an argument about what you would, it's according to who else I have on my team. Who would you like to start a team around? And it is a matter of preference, ultimately. In my opinion, I believe LeBron James is. I think he has been. Uh, probably for about the past two to three years, probably. And it's not a knock against Kobe. I just think that there's something to be said about a player who can play with players who aren't as skilled, uh-huh. but best out of them. And that's really, really huge to me. And that's, that's what it was all about when I was playing. And, you know, sometimes you'd have to pick the guy because there would be people on the court that, you know, they've been waiting their turn. you got to let them play. And so when you get them out there, you can't just not pat them fast on the ball. You want them to be an asset, and you find out ways to use them and milk the good. And that's what I really appreciate from Le- LeBron's game. And not only that, he is a beast when he wants to do it himself. So no, I like no question. No, no question, and I, I would have to reiterate those comments because when you look at a situation from an organic situation, starting from nothing, and that's how I would uh, say which player would you choose, 
Kobe had the ability to have some great players, some learning, a lot of different things around him. And that, like I say, that's not a knock against him because he is uh, arguably the best player in the world. But when you look at LeBron James coming in as a young 18-year-old kid, learning what he has learned, implementing all the different things from day one, and when he brought a huddle together, he said he made everybody say championship. As an 18-year-old to do that, then to lead him to the championship and lose, and now to have them really vying for the championship. I mean, a serious contender, it's it's an awesome feat, and uh, my hat goes off to him on, on top of the fact that when you look at him, you can, and Kobe also, and, and I've said this on a, on a different show and, and on one of my blogs, is the fact that you can tell that both of those guys take care of their bodies and they're serious about it. You can tell they put in their work, and that is a, de- a definite, definite credit. But uh, LeBron James is, is who I would start with. So I hope I was honest That's when right. I answered your that question. Was great. That was what they wanted. And Whistle, as always, this brings us to a sad point, man. We gotta let you go, but we are gonna see you next week, same time, same place. And until then, the March Madness is in the house, Whistle. It's all good. I don't feel like cooking, so I can't give it up. But that's what I need. Out. <laughs> and everybody, that was the Wiz, and you know we had Carmit. Bukar, the lovely um, originating member from the Pussycat Dolls, with us earlier. Make sure you pass this uh, webisode or this episode on to all your friends so they can check it out. She's a lovely girl. We had a fantastic time. Remember her book that's coming out um, that um, it will be for um, her foundation she's working with, so make sure you guys check that out. And um, we definitely want you to go to her website. Um, you can also check her out on the YouTube link that she gave. So you got to listen to the show to get all the information. And we will check you guys out again next Saturday at 5 o'clock. You know we appreciate you guys coming. We thank you so much. And until we meet again, friends. <laughs>